Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? I think I'm going to move to North Carolina, Amy. Um, yeah, you have. Uh, you seem to have found the spot you like. Yes. So uh, I'm not really moving to North Carolina, but right. Um, if I did, I know where I would move. Yes. Carborough, North Carolina, right outside of Chapel Hill. Carborough. And it is, it is delightful. I really, as uh, as I told you, because um, you're you're in town because you're doing having some meetings, uh, state convention. You were at the North Carolina Baptist State Convention today, and uh, I've not spent much time in Carborough at all. So you've mentioned that you love it, and it's making me think I need to get over there. Yeah, you absolutely do, and you're missing out if you don't. So. Okay. So yeah, it's been a really good trip, Amy. You mentioned the meetings with the NC Baptists and uh, Todd Unzicker saw him and some folks over there and just had a really good time. Good friends of the pod over there. Also um, meeting in Southeastern. So we're going to hang out with Jonathan Six a little bit and hopefully get out of town before Ian comes to town. We'll talk about yeah. Ian a little bit later. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's been a good week and uh, kind of the start of the travel season for a lot of us at the EC, heading out to state conventions and everything and different meetings. I'll be in Chicago next week for the NAM trustee meeting. So if you're there, say hey. And uh, if not, well, I'll see you maybe at one of your state conventions this fall. All right, Amy, uh, before we get into the news this week, I do want to thank our sponsor each and every week here on the podcast, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Got a little bit more news from them this week. If you're looking for theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience, then check out Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And the best way to experience Southwestern is to attend the fall preview day they're having on October 21st. Preview days are your opportunity to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. During your visit, you'll tour the campus, speak with faculty members, chat with fellow students, and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Fall preview day is October 21st, and registration is free, so register today at swbts.edu slash preview. That's swbts.edu slash preview. Amy, we had some big news last week from Southwestern. More big news this week, as basically everything we told you on last week's podcast has changed a lot it's of it. It's different. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, we mentioned last week that O.S. Hawkins was going to serve as the acting president for Southwestern. Well, on Tuesday, the full trustee board met by Zoom, and they announced that actually David Dockery will serve as interim president at Southwestern. That's right. And um, David Dockery is no stranger to Baptist life. He has been, um, has been at Southwestern for some time, but my goodness, years ago, he served uh, in the role, I think the title was maybe something different, but essentially the provost role at um, Southern Seminary for years. Then he was the president at Union University. He was the president at Trinity Seminary. Then he's been um, at Southwestern for a while. So this is not, I mean, he's, he has served in leadership roles like this. And then O.S. Hawkins will be a senior advisor. Yeah, he's not going and, anywhere. Right, he's still, right. He's still around, just not yeah. in that, that presidential he'll, role. He'll be a senior advisor and an ambassador at large. So this is just kind of the development from the executive committee meeting last Thursday to the full board on Tuesday as they uh, just process the needs and, you know, had that. Yeah. And to be that. clear, that's the executive committee of the board at Southwestern. Right. Not, not, the executive not to be confused with the executive committee. The executive committee is not trying to control Southwestern. But that was their trustees. So just to be clear on that, so there's no right. confusion there. And speaking of clearing things up, also, 
We mentioned last week that Adam Greenway was slated to take a position with the IMB. Well, that has also changed. That's right. So on Wednesday morning, he announced uh, on in a post on Twitter, I think also it was on Facebook, on social media, just said, Carla and I, that's uh, his wife, Carla, are grateful for the many expressions of care and concern that have come our way since our transition from service at SWBTS was first announced. While we initially thought our path would take us to the IMB, we have not been able to find the Lord's peace to move forward in that direction direction. We covet your prayers for ourselves and for our children as we seek the Lord's direction regarding his next vocational assignment for us. So he will, uh, he, he will be going somewhere to his next assignment um, as the resignation that was announced last week is, is still in place, but just will not be accepting that position with the IMB. So it's just some developments on those stories from last week. A lot of things changed from last Friday to this Friday. So uh, all the information over at Baptist Press, full explanations and statements from Southwestern, from IMB, from Dr. Greenway. So so be in prayer for all of those uh, involved as they go through this season of change and uh, kind of new assignments that God has them in. So uh, speaking of the IMB, though, Amy, they had a trustee meeting this week. We got some news from that. Got some big news from Paul Chitwood this week uh, that... And we don't have a full story on that, but he announced it on Twitter that the Lottie Moon Christmas offering from this past year has gone over two hundred million for the first time ever. It's crazy, crazy. Yep, big exciting news. So uh, it surpassed the two hundred million mark. It's going to be the highest total in history by more than twenty million. So it's pretty amazing. Um, Even in kind of tough times, lots of inflation. Um, and I know that's been worse this in the last several months, but we are just seeing a lot of generosity everywhere, actually, um, that Southern Baptist also gave more than $20 million this year through Send Relief, that more than doubles the $7 million given last year through Send Relief. Um, also, uh, and we, we knew this, the Missionary Candidate Pipeline has hit 1117 That's nearly a 400% increase over what it was. So yeah. really exciting, exciting things. There were some other other pieces of news just kind of talking about different teams and, and things that were going, but those were the big, big things. Yes. And also the sending ceremony this week sent 24 new missionaries to the nations. So uh, just an incredible time. You can watch that. Did you know, Amy, the, I think we've talked about it on here. There's an IMB app and you can go and watch the sending services. I did not know that, but now that's you exciting. Know. Yes. Now I know. So there's an IMB app. You just go to the app store, Apple TV and everything. Go download the IMB app and they've got the sending celebrations right there in the app. You can go back and watch them. Very cool. Kind of cool. So that was exciting this week. Also, you mentioned the missionary pipeline growing. There's three or four stories about the IMB this week over at Baptist Press, and we'll have more, I'm sure, in the next week or two about the uh, the big $200 million Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Also, you know, expecting next week a year-end CP total, which mm-hmm. maybe also could be over $200 million. And then a Annie Armstrong Easter offering total. That should be coming Monday night at the trustee meeting at the North American Mission Board trustee meeting in Chicago. So I'll have that news uh, follow along on Twitter for that information. They'll be announcing that on Monday night. And uh, may we see that hit 70 million, Amy? Is it possible we could hit high numbers on all three? It'd be uh, amazing. 75 million total-ish uh, this year. So we'll have to see about that. That's a pretty impressive and pretty incredible. So we mentioned Ian, uh, speaking of NAM and IMB, Send Relief is involved in the SBDR down in Florida in a huge response to Hurricane Ian. 
Yeah. So obviously this morning, waking up to what all happened overnight, Florida has been hit so hard. I don't even, I can't even fully grasp. We've got some friends that uh, live on Sanibel Island and I saw their social media posts. They evacuated to Fort Lauderdale, but because the causeway is out. I mean, I I don't know when they'll even get back in there to their home. And then Fort Myers, I mean, my goodness, those pictures out of there, just, just incredible and and awful. And so uh, definitely our prayers are with, uh, are with everyone down there. But uh, as you know, I mean, the yellow shirts, they're, they're on the way. And so uh, disaster relief is getting in gear to go in to help with cleanup, uh, bring supplies, you know, all of that. And then also it's, I mean, it's headed to the Carolinas, even as we're sitting here tonight, we're, you know, expecting it to make landfall in South Carolina and North Carolina. So it's going to be, uh, it's, it's very downgraded, but that, that impacts disaster relief workers who are trying to get down yep. to Florida, you know, so uh, lots of lots of work ahead. A minimum of 100,000 meals a day will be produced by disaster relief volunteers, by Southern Baptist disaster relief volunteers scattered across at least seven locations. They'll send kitchen units, semi-trucks with bottled water, temporary roofing, mold cleaner, emergency supplies. I mean, so much is going to um to be uh, done. E- even I didn't even know about this, but we, there's a sin relief rescue boat. Yeah. That there's a, is being a deployed. boat thing. Yeah. Yeah. Deployed for the first time uh, for search and rescue missions. So tons of stuff. There's a great story um, at Baptist press that Scott Barkley did that just talks about, uh, about that response. Right now we have nine SBDR states responding. And they are deploying as soon as possible. Some are planning yep. to arrive on site in Florida on Sunday. Yep. And North Carolina's on the yeah, way. North yeah. Carolina. They'll be in Cape Coral. So they'll be kind of right in the middle of it. And um, the SBTC is going to be down in Fort Myers. You've got Kentucky and Tennessee and Sarasota, Louisiana and Ohio and Naples, Alabama and Arcadia. Mississippi is going to be in Immokalee, and then Florida is going to be in Port Charlotte. So you mentioned the Swift Water team. They're staged over at the Lake Yale Baptist Conference Center right now waiting uh, to get down in there. So uh, got a, a situation report from the SBDR folks today. So a little extra news right there uh, to be able to plug into that. So, uh, yeah, I, I was down in historic uh, Punta Gorda earlier in the year, and uh, I don't know if the places that we ate and stayed are there anymore, uh, which is uh, – kind of scary. Really so. very scary. And just to think about how so much gets, uh, just so much devastation sets in people losing homes, losing their businesses, their entire livelihood. Uh, it's very difficult. Absolutely. So continue to be in prayer with our friends in Florida and also the Carolinas. You mentioned uh, it, it went out into the Atlantic coming back in, in Northern Georgia, you know, that Northern coast of Georgia, Southern South Carolina, the Savannah, Charleston, that area. So uh, it's going to affect a lot of Southern Baptists across the eastern seaboard. So uh, we'll be in prayer for our friends in the Carolinas as well as in Florida and all of our SBDR teams that are out and about across the southeast helping out in the disaster relief thing. So Amy, finally, down to Alabama where there is a lawsuit involving a group of bondholders who put up $11.23 million back in 2010 to assist Judson officials, Judson College, remember the college had closed last year, 
Um, they have sued the college and the state convention because the payments that they were promised have not been made. So uh, okay. named in the suit were Judson trustees, the former Judson president, former Judson staff member and general counsel, Bill Matthews, as well as the Alabama State Convention, the Board of Missions, and executive director, Rick Lance. So a lot going on. There's more information about that. Uh, they are saying that they have not been paid and the current outstanding principal balance is more than $9 million on mm. those bond payments. And uh, they've not been paid. So um, it was also, the college was also named in two suits filed in September. Three banks in Perry County, Alabama filed a suit September 12th related to $5.2 million in unpaid loans. So okay. altogether close to $15 million in unpaid debt, I guess, from the college. So right. um, there's a statement from the Alabama Baptist State Convention and the State Board of Missions down in Alabama. If you're interested in that, uh, it's kind of a, a big deal down there in Alabama related to the closing of Judson College last year. So uh, just some some legal update there at the end of this week's episode. Amy, it's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1971 to a poll. You know how I love to put surveys out there because I think it's fascinating to see uh, what people were thinking at, at various times. So this was a poll about politics. Yeah, so Southern Baptist pastors and Sunday school teachers. Polling Sunday oh, school teachers, huh? Interesting. Over overwhelmingly indicated that they believe churches should express their views on day-to-day social and political and political questions. So this is 71. So lots going on at that time. Um, it's a kind of on the tail end of the civil rights movement um, of the, the major moments in it. It's also, you know, kind of not long. It's after the, the turmoil of the 1960s. It's also in the middle of Vietnam. And uh, this is kind of right when also abortion is a big question, like there's a lot going on, but here's what's interesting. 76.3% of the pastors and 70.8% of the teachers on a representative national panel feel that churches should express their views on day-to-day social and political questions. One fifth of, of the pastors and one fourth of the teachers feel they should keep out very few, very small percentage around three, uh, like three and a half and uh, four to four percent said they had no opinion. But this is the interesting part: opposition to involvement in social and political issues appears to be related to religious conservatism. The religiously conservative panel members, people who answered, were more likely to oppose the church's involvement in social and political issues than were the less conservative panel members. So I think I, that lines up. I think it I think it lines up particularly with what they were thinking. My hunch would tell me that if you just did a basic poll like that now, you'd probably have both like you would have people across the board wanting involvement in social and political issues at a higher number, but they would have different opinions. So they'd be on different sides. Now I'm, I'm speaking more like if we were to go out to Protestants, because I think, you know, it, it's interesting that they talked about religiously conservative people in a Southern Baptist poll. 
we're going to say we're all religiously yeah, I would conservative, say but if you we're go all religiously conservative, but at that, but at that time, things were very different. This is kind of a, what year was a this? this was in 71. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, well, is this, like I mean, the, this is right around the time where we put out a pro-abortion resolution. Wasn't that in 71? That's right. That's right. And the Elliott controversy was in 63 leading up to 1979 with the election of Adrian yeah. Rogers. Very so time. there's so there's a larger spectrum of political and you know even like it just views on anything within Southern Baptists at the time. So what I just think is interesting is if now you put it out, like take it out to Protestant and you say, I think every, I think you have a lot of people who say, we think the church should speak out on these social issues of the day, even if people are going to have different social issues that they care about. But I just found it interesting that you had folks that religious conservatism actually aligned with, we don't think the church should say anything at all. And I, th- I think that has um, somewhat changed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Be interesting. Yeah, it'd to be see. fascinating. But a, a lot of how... these old polls would be interesting to see today. Yes, versus yes. whenever they were taken. That's right. I mean, every but time you, know you talk how... about them, we 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 basically end with. It'd be a lot. Of, it'd be interesting if we saw what that was like today. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, hey, Scott um, McConnell, get on that. Let's go. That's right. That's right. So, as you know, I love these because I think they just give us a snapshot into where Southern Baptists were at the time. Um, so this was based on. Uh, it, it was about. 33, about 300 pastors and 300 Sunday school teachers are, were selected and they got like a 90% response rate. So pretty cool. Anyway, so uh, that's what they were thinking and they were talking about it this week in SBC history. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Um, a new book by Rebecca McLaughlin. You know oh. how I always like to to uh, highlight some of hers. She is um, part of a, a church up in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, yeah. Curtis Cook's church. Curtis Cook, yeah. Yeah. Um, she has a new one that's come out, Confronting Jesus, Nine Encounters with the Hero of the Gospels. And so it is, uh, it's talking about why the Gospels should be taken seriously as historical documents, explorers, eyewitness testimony about Jesus, um, points to him as a first century Jewish man who is the son of God, king of the Jews, mighty healer, greatest teacher, Lover of sinners, suffering servant, perfect sacrifice, and universal Lord. So each chapter so, is one of those. Yeah, encounters. one of those things. That's yeah. Cool. So I like it's, a that follow, it's a follow up to confronting Christianity. So um, okay. I she I, I love Rebecca's and she's cranking stuff out. Looks but, like, I mean man, she's she's, a, she's incredible. She was just here at Southeastern a couple weeks ago, and it, it was it was great to get to to visit with her. She's she's got that John Maxwell writer program going. Like a book every month, you know, like the book. Oh, of the month club. I see. Yeah, yeah, something like they're that. good. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it just seems incredible. like incredible. Yeah, she's got every time I turn around, she's got a new one out. Yeah, so that's so fantastic. Con- confronting Christianity, she's got Jesus through the eyes of women, secular creed, all of those. But confronting Jesus is the new one just came out a week ago. So, well, very cool. All right, all right. My resource of the week is next month. Basically, it's uh, it's a couple of things: Pastor Appreciation Month and a focus on Cooperative Program Month. So uh, we got resources and social media stuff coming out from the EC talking about the cooperative program and how your church can more deeply partner with Southern Baptist uh, missions opportunities through the cooperative program. So uh, check that out. You'll see that across all the EC platforms, especially from our CP funded partners as well. So uh, state conventions, IMB, NAM, you name it, ERLC, the seminaries, everybody. So we'll all be talking about the cooperative program in October. So that that's kind of my 
resource of the week is uh, basically the month of October, which is the best month of the year, Amy. Yes. And you know why? Because uh, something having to do with Taylor Swift. I don't well, know. No, well, that that too. But, I mean, new album coming October 21st. But my birthday is the 17th, so that too. Oh, I'm so sorry that I didn't remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's why. Not all of also, us are born in June, Amy. I know when you're born. Also, it's that, that's great. I appreciate that. It's very kind. I love October because it's fall. Apples, pumpkins, cinnamon. Got a little touch of fall weather here in Chapel Hill this week. So that yep. was nice. All right. Yep. So um, one final note, Amy, speaking of resources of the week, Adam Harwood does listen to the podcast. I know he does. I said he was a friend of the pod. Well, I know, but I mean, I I, I kind of offhandedly said, you know, he'll listen. He'll let us know. And he did. He because did. Because he, he finished the, the book that you talked about last week, the theology book, on his sabbatical, like I said. Yes. Yes, you So did. we were both right. Yes. Just to point that out. So thanks for listening, Adam. And I'll, I'll see him in October as well when I'm down there for chapel at New Orleans um, on the 20th. So should be a, a good trip down there. I'm going to be down there birthday week. So be fun. Great. Great. Hope you can have some good Cajun food. So. I will. Absolutely will. All right. Well, hey, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week.